Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. Tonight we're going to read a couple of stories about infidelity, and it's going to be uh, after short short terms, only a little bit of dating, or in marriage in one case. And what seems to happen, happens too often today. And, you know, I've talked a little bit in my other videos about uh, how everybody wants instant gratification. And so relationships don't last nearly as long as they used to. But something else that's been a real thing for a very long time is butterflies. Women like to feel butterflies. They like to feel the excitement, the rush, the danger, the challenge, learning somebody new and all the fun things that go along with a new relationship. But what happens after that fades? It can fade anywhere between six months and two years is usually when the, the butterflies fade and everything goes away. That's really when true love is supposed to kind of carry you on through, you know, throughout after that. Unfortunately, it seems that's not enough anymore. So the first story here I found on Reddit was posted about 14 hours ago. And it says, breaking up with my boyfriend, I think. I just don't have anyone I can really tell the whole truth to and get some feedback. I don't know what feedback I'm looking for. I just feel like I can't navigate this on my own anymore. I keep making all the wrong choices. I'm 27. My boyfriend and I have been dating two years. He's lived with me. I own my own condo for a year. No mixed finances. No kids. <clears throat> That's good to begin with. I started cheating physically three months ago and emotionally six months ago. They've been together two years, so that's, what, 18 months they, they were together before that happened. It's not my first time. I also cheated on my only other long-term relationship of three years. That was four years ago, so that makes uh, her 20, 20 when that happened. I really thought I would never do it again. He's a con He was a contractor, so he was gone out of state a lot. I didn't feel bored, just lonely when he was away. That's what I believe is why I cheated. My partner this first time was just a warm body when my significant other was gone. I never lost affection for my significant other. So even though she cared for him, <clears throat> and he did nothing wrong, he just worked a lot, uh, a warm body was reason enough just to just to cheat. Just some something to do, someone else, someone to be near, something warm. <clears throat> she could have perhaps... Uh, she could have perhaps, I'd say, uh, maybe gotten a dog or a pet. Back to my current situation. Honestly, I just thought I was bored. Things are just so comfortable. We never fight. We get up, go to work, come home, have the same conversations, watch the same shows, fool around the same, uh, wash and repeat. And see, that's normal life. I mean, if you guys think, you know, whether you're dating or single or whatnot, but when you come home, what do you do? Same pattern you usually do. You come in, you do this, then I do this, then I do whatever. That's life. Life is a lot of pattern. It can't be exciting and new and interesting and, oh, can you believe the day we had yesterday on Tuesday? That's not life. That's not realistic. And so to expect that out of a relationship, you're never going to be happy when, when that's the way you think. To continue on. I started to lose my uh, sex drive for him, but I was also bored emotionally, not just physically. I felt like we didn't talk anymore, and if we did, it was always about the same three topics. I found myself wishing I was single so I could flirt and have some excitement. I thought maybe opening the relationship could help. Maybe he was as bored too, and no one was saying anything. If your girl ever brings up, hey, let's open up the relationship, end it right there. Because really what that means is, I'm not attracted to you anymore, 
but I like your friendship and I like the stability and perhaps the finances you provide, but I need to go get my excitement and tingles elsewhere. If that's ever brought up, it is over. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. It's over. But he wasn't bored. He was completely satisfied and happy with this existence. He was deeply hurt by my suggestion to open up the relationship. He wouldn't even really discuss it. It was a hard no. The thought of me with another man makes him sick to his stomach. He should have pulled the trigger and ended it. But you can see where this goes because I tried to involve him in it. I tried to get him to open up, but he said no, and I didn't want to leave him, but I wanted more, right? But I pressed on. I said, even if it's not opening the relationship, I need something different, something more excited. I'm so bored. How do we work through this? Help me, please. His response, I can't help you. You want someone different and I can't be a different person and then basically had a panic attack. Cried for 45 minutes. That's it. It's over. It's dead. No matter what happens after this point, you are done, my friend. You cannot open up emotionally like that to anyone. Well, maybe your mates, but not for 45 minutes. Um, And you do that in front of a woman, done. Sahara Desert, dry as the sand. Why are you doing this to me? Why does this always have to happen to me? Poor chap, he's he's dead and he doesn't even know it yet. I love him and it hurts so much seeing this reaction. I didn't quite expect it. So I just held him and kept telling him everything was going to be okay until he calmed down. I decided then that I would stay. That needing excitement was selfish and if I loved him, I'd figure so I'd try. It's done. It's done, I'm telling you. I started encouraging him to go out and do things on his own so he'd have something, anything new to talk about. And I joined some social groups too. And it was fun and I loved it. But it didn't put the excitement back in our relationship that I was craving. He stopped going out. I didn't. He started texting me on nights. I would go out. How's it going? When are you coming home? Soon? Needy. Needy. It's like this guy read the playbook of how to be a successful guy and then did everything the opposite that he could have. He, he couldn't have chased her off any, any harder. He didn't like being home alone and I felt bad so I stopped going to my things. I started reading erotica and watching more adult stuff, trying to find my drive, but nothing helped. I lost all desire for him at that point. That's the crying and the neediness. But I still loved him. He still treated me well and always put me first. He was responsible and reliable and kind. We had a history, and the thought of leaving him hurt and made me cry. So that meant I should leave, right? You know, what can you say? You can be the nice guy, you can be the provider, you can be a friend, someone they care about, someone that she even loves. But if there aren't the tingles, if there aren't the butterflies, if there isn't a risk, if there isn't danger, you're out. You're nexted. It's over. But at the same time, I saw him uh, as this pathetic, clingy man, like I said, who was stopping me from doing all the things I wanted, not forcefully, but out of guilt. The bedroom became awful. I had no enthusiasm at all, and it didn't even seem to notice I wasn't into it anymore. So now that I'm writing this, I see how truly awful and terrible of a decision I made. I knew it was bad then, but I'm truly ashamed of it now. I decided I could just go out and scratch that itch once in a while and, and have my familiar, safe, committed, loving relationship waiting at home. This was just a phase I told myself, and in a few years I'd grow out of this nonsense needing excitement and boyfriend would uh, and I would live happily ever after. It's like an addiction, man. It's just you got to get the tingles. You know, and you, and the thing is, guys, if you're ever some of us have been in this position 
I know I've been in this, but now I didn't cry and go through all that and I wasn't super needy. But I know when things were starting to fall apart and I knew it was falling apart and I could feel it falling apart, I know I started putting in more effort and trying to make it work. And that becomes try hard and desperate and it never goes well. It would be it, the best, I think the best option you have, I mean, other than breaking up and not dating, but if you're in a relationship and you're feeling falling apart like this, be the first one to call it quits. Be the first one to leave. At least that way, you can keep some sort of, of dignity out of the situation. And you never know. Maybe at some point you could at least maybe have a hookup or, or a date, go on a couple dates again. I would not advise that. I think that would be crazy and ridiculous and stupid. But at least you could leave with your head held up high. But when you turn into jello like this guy did, not only are you going to lose the girl, but you lose all self-respect, and that's not worth anything. In the first month or so, things were amazing. My lover was so perfect. He was funny, exciting, new. He got my juices flowing, and it seemed to help me at home. Tingles and butterflies. It was almost like my relationship with my significant other had started anew. And I desired him in the bedroom again, and I could enjoy uh, fooling around again. Emotionally, things stayed the same, so I relied heavily on my new lover in that area. Unlike the first time I cheated, this lover wasn't just a warm body. We connected physically and emotionally. I fell in love. And the closer I grew to the lover, the further uh, I felt for my boyfriend. And now I'm at the point where I think it's obviously time to leave my boyfriend. I know it's obvious I'm a bad person and make bad choices. Yeah, you should have broken up with him when you weren't feeling it anymore. Not, but you wanted to keep him as a provider and, and a backup uh, while you went out looking for the next branch to swing to. Regardless, the comfort and he's nice and he treats me well, I found a good life companion. Reasons no longer seem like a good enough reason to stay. Not compared to my lover who treats me well and is nice, but gives me goosebumps and tingles with just text messages. I plan to break up with him today. Yet a small part of me says to stay and work on us, especially because I'm a terrible person. Nah, it doesn't matter at that point. I mean, at that point, it's over. But again, you can see how if you don't provide the excitement, if you don't provide the the tingles, then you're going to lose. But here's the worst part of that. You can't provide that for a lifetime. You You just can't. Because again, and I've mentioned this in some of my other videos, but if you go out and buy a new car or you're a young person and start to drive for the first time and you get that, oh my gosh, I get to drive my car and you're so excited every time you can drive. Well, after a while, it's just a way to get to work. And even if you buy a new car and you're excited for that new car, after a while, that new car is just your car. You can never keep ramping it up to always keep the excitement. You can't have a long-term and exciting relationship. The only way you can do it if you want excitement and you want to keep her excited all the time is to keep it to short term, usually three to six months. After that, when things start kind of getting into a settled place, you need to break it off. But before you get in that relationship, you also need to tell them, hey, I'm not into anything serious. I'm just casual, you know, or casual midterm, whatever you want to call it. But lay it out before you get into the relationship. And that way, if it goes south, the blame can't be put on you. The second story here that I wanted to talk about, and this one's much shorter. It's the moment our marriage was over, I had to tell him I loved somebody else. So, and I'll go past the preamble here and get right to the meat of the story. But imagine you're newly coupled. Imagine you're a newly married couple. How long do you think it's going to last? The seven-year itch is quite common. Let's read through and we'll talk about this one. 
We fell in love at age 22, got engaged at age 25, and were married at 26, so together four years up to that point. For someone who didn't have much relationship experience before we met, I was very confident in what we had. Now that could mean she either didn't date much, or she was very active in the market and went on very short, many short-term dates, uh, kind of uh, having a little bit too much fun. She doesn't really say. Like most young married couples, we had big plans and we encouraged each other to work hard so we could make it all happen. Traveling the world, having kids, buying a house, the usual. So when we both got new jobs in September, we thought we were going to get, uh, we were going towards our goals. More money, more opportunities, etc. I didn't know when I walked into that new, uh, big new office building to start the next phase of my life that it would be the beginning of the end of my marriage. Now, the, she said they had been married for, they'd begin to, they were together four years. They were married, uh, engaged at 25, married at 26. Okay, here, so this is what I was looking for. The perfect next step for our second year of marriage. So they've been married two years now. Now they've been a to, uh, together a total of six, right? So she walks into her new office. Following Monday, there he was, handsome Spanish with a cute accent. Despite the initial attraction, I left it at that. We were both married. He's eight years older and much more senior than me. Things change 264 days later. Now, obviously, she must care about him if she remembers specifics like this. I offered him a ride home after a long day of off-site meetings, and he asked me out for a drink before I dropped him off. Uh, since she offered him a ride, I she initiated it, in my mind. Now, of course, he reciprocated by asking for a drink. She could have said no, and there wouldn't have been the opportunity. But she knew what she was doing when she offered him a ride many steps further. I'm sure it can be assumed by now that I said yes. With a beer in each of our hands, he leaned over the table and kissed me for the first time. I felt guilty when I got home and got into bed with my husband, who was sound asleep, but at the same time, I couldn't stop thinking about what had happened and how nervous and excited I was to start the next day. There's the butterflies. There's the feels. From there, things moved so quickly, we took advantage of every moment we could together, sneaking around, tweaking stories, lying to our spouses. That part sucked but I kept conv uh, convincing myself that this little adventure of mine would blow over and things would go back to normal. I thought I'd snap out of it. Well, let's say you did snap out of it. What then? You just go on and never admit it happened and you live the rest of your lives happily? I bet that happens to a lot of people. And how many guys are laying in bed next to their wives not knowing that, you know, 20, 30 minutes later what she was up to, Right. And that, that worry or that, that thought alone is enough to keep me single. Honestly, I, I, I don't think I, I would be of, of sound mind trying to have the trust to know that I've dated some women and they were very sneaky and they were very good. And I didn't find out months and months and months till after the fact. And, and, and I kept my eye out for it. You know, now I wasn't completely red-pilled at the time. I was a little bit purple. Uh, I was kind of in between, you know, knowing what to look out for and what red, red flags to look out for. But nonetheless, I mean, completely under my radar. I was completely fooled. I didn't snap out of it. I couldn't. And frankly, I got to the point where I didn't want to. It was terrifying and I was losing control. We said I love you after less than three weeks. So the six years that she was with him, married four or dating four and now married two, six years down the toilet after uh, nine months working with a guy and three weeks fooling around with him. All the love, care, attention, the extra hours he might have worked, planning to build a home, making a, a wonderful life for them, 
and and I assume she was doing the same, but nonetheless, the the husband was completely blind to all of this and all the work he did to create this lovely, beautiful life for her, thrown away in three weeks of sneaking around because of the butterflies and the excitement. So we said I love you after less than three weeks. It was no longer a situation that I could walk away from. It wasn't going to blow over. I came to the point where I realized I had to decide between him and my husband. I had to stop being afraid and admit to myself that it was more, I was more afraid of losing him, the new boyfriend. With that admission, I knew I had to tell the love of my life, the most important person to me, the person who had, give, had given me everything, that I loved somebody else. Now listen to this again, and this tells you how much women chase emotion and not logic. With that admission, I knew I had to tell the love of my life. It's not the love of your life if you're doing this to him, that you're cheating on him, that you're breaking it off. The most important person to me, the person who would have given me everything, that I love somebody else. She says it right there. The most important person to me, the person that would have given me everything, the person that's the love of my life, it's over because tingles and three weeks. You can never win this game, gentlemen. You can never, ever win this game. And, and you know, I know there are married people that, that comment in here and that they say, you know, I've been married 20 years and I hope you, I, I wish you all the best. And I, I hope I hope you continue to have a lifetime of happiness. I really do. But when I see things like this and I read other stories that maybe the scenario is a little bit different where I've read some that are, are really, really crazy where the woman has gone completely nuts behind his back and had half dozen, dozen other partners that they go back and they like, I got it out of my system and now I could love my husband for the rest of our lives together. And knowing what had... If the guy knew what his wife had done, there wouldn't have been a prayer for any type of relationship, you know? So with with the sneakiness and the hiding and everything else, and some of them are really, really good. And not to say that men don't do this too. I Hey, I, I got a couple of, of guys that I know of um, that I've been friends with in the last, what, 25, 30 years um, that have done things like this too. And they can be just as sneaky. But usually, usually the differences are men will usually step away from their, their marriage for one of two reasons. Number one, the bedroom's dead. There's no chance of resuscitating it, and she's not interested in trying to resuscitate it, bring it back to life. If that doesn't happen, he's basically now married without getting to fool around ever. Number two, the other reason is because he meets someone that's much younger, more attractive, and she has the tingles and he's the exciting guy to her. And so he may quickly fall in love because of the physicality and the youth and how much he feels appreciated. But women, I've seen women do this in, in these articles that I've read. And again, I don't read a, a lot of articles about the guys doing it. So I, I am one-sided here. But I read articles about women doing this because of tingles, because he was dangerous, because it was risky, because it was he was incredibly handsome because he was you know masculine and he was at the gym because they were bored because they felt neglected as we read before because they needed a warm body and he was gone a lot 
I just see so many reasons that it seems that women do it. Where I know as a guy, I can only think of two, and I've, I've, most of the time I only hear from other men that it's two. I've never really heard a guy say, oh yeah, you know, I, I, I ended up breaking off my marriage. Why? Well, I was with this other woman, and well, you know, she was a warm body. Or, eh, I was bored. I never hear that. As always, please comment, like, and subscribe. I really appreciate the support that you guys give me. I always like to hear from you and what you have to say. And that way we can keep the, the dialogue going a little bit more. And you can let me know what you think about this topic. Guys, this is Better Bachelor. I'm Joker. And never forget, the wise warrior avoids the battle.